Hello, listener. You've pressed play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. I'm your host, Robert Kerr, here with you once again. We've got a special bumper episode this week. The U.S. Open Cup came back, so we're very excited. Very exciting game. Uh, One for Michigan soccer lore, no doubt. We got two parts uh, to cover it all. We're going to start off with Tavio Palazzolo, who was there reporting the game for thecup.us. Then in this week's LaRouge report, DCFC's new wide man, Reese Williams, uh, reviews the game, his season so far a little bit into his career history, and looking ahead to this weekend's game against Atlanta United 2. So let's get right into it. We're now joined on the Michigan Soccer Central podcast by the Cup.us correspondent who was at the big game last night. Uh, Thank you, Tavio Palazzolo, for uh, coming on the show. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Uh, It's the morning after a big night um, in Open Cup action and kind of in Michigan soccer lore. Uh, Tell us about uh, your night last night and the game, obviously. So being that the the Michigan Stars and Detroit City FC have had a long-standing history, um, a, a contentious history, you could call it, uh, one would expect that there would be some fireworks from, from the events last night and potentially extracurricular events as well. But uh, I will say everything was pretty much contained to on-the-field action, but it was about what you expect. It was a very physical match from the outset. And so where did you watch the game from? I moved around a little bit. I stayed mostly on the the family side, the West Stands, if you will. Um, but I did move around down toward the, the media tent as well. And so you uh, filed a report uh, either late last night or very early this morning uh, at the Cup.us covering this. So um, kind of give us the story of the game. So uh, as far as the story of the game, uh, what I noticed was that it was pretty even in play for a little bit. The, the Stars kind of came out running a little bit. They controlled play for the first few minutes. But once that physicality started kicking in, it, it, it leveled out. Um, the, the one thing that I noticed and what I feel like turned the tables a little bit was when they – when once that first yellow card was issued to to McLeod for Michigan Stars, that things started to swing a little bit in Detroit City's favor. They started using that to their advantage. Um, what I will say, the, the big moment for, for Detroit City, and, and it being really no fault of their own, was the Stars keeper, Detendon McCruva, getting an apparent eye injury. Um, if you may have noticed the broadcast in the 26th minute, among a flurry of corners, he must have received some sort of injury. He was pointing to his eye and stopped play for a couple of minutes, but they checked him out. He stayed in, but that only lasted maybe another minute, and, and he, he had to come off. Um, I had heard he couldn't see out of his one eye, which is a little scary. Well, I hope things are, are working out for him as far as that's concerned. But I feel like once that happened – the, the field tilted a little bit. 
I, I think DCFC pounced on the fact that without their captain, without without their, their strong man at the back, that they would have plenty of opportunities to try and put some goals away, and they eventually punched through late in the first half. Yeah, it 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 definitely um, was a big turning point in the game. I was uh, watching at home on the stream, and I was uh, telling the family like, "Oh, this guy, uh, he here he goes. He's time wasting. Like he's an amazing goalie, but you know he's he's big one for dramatics and and kind of some time wasting tactics." And when I w- saw him go down or like stay in the game after they checked him out the first time. I was like, Oh man, he, he, he's up to his tricks, but I was actually really surprised when he came out and um, I saw some speculation online that he might've been a contacts issue. Like maybe it went above and it seemed to be, um, he seemed to start having trouble after that really big save on uh, there was a shot where uh, it's escaping me now in the first half, you know, Right before he started having trouble, he, he his best save of the game of the Stars goalkeeper, he parried a, a shot from within the box over over the post, and then that seemed to where he started having trouble. Yeah, that was um, that was at the twenty third minute. That was actually a shot from Devin Amumensa, the former Michigan Stars player. Right. So I, that who knows if maybe that's what kind of started the issues for him. But after after that, like I said, there was just a, a flurry of corner kicks. And and there's a lot of jostling that happens in the box. So, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of speculation as to what may have happened. It was interesting. The game turned out to be a uh, 3-0 um, result. And after they get Detroit City got those back-to-back goals off corners um, right before halftime, that, that first 40 or so minutes, um, I mean, it was somewhat even. It was nil-nil. The commentary team was... Uh, praising the stars quite a bit for keeping it even for um you know they they seem pretty defensively sound but like you said they started really getting ratcheted up especially after the goalkeeper change but uh, the commentary team was praising the stars for for being pretty stout and and noting on uh, several occasions that this was the stars first like pro game uh, they hadn't played in Nisa action yet, and this was their, their first competitive thing. So kind of thrown into the fire, their new coach thrown into the fire too. Um, but the turning point when the goalkeeper came out, and it's worth noting that uh, in the offseason, uh, there was a lot of uh, lineup of uh, change in the Stars squad. I mean, obviously with Detroit still, but uh, you know, losing Amu Mensa to Detroit, and then um, a couple other key players uh, moved on as well. So this was their first test, and uh, it seemed like they were somewhat stout, but then uh, the pressure just built over time. I wonder if the issue from their perspective is that, like you mentioned, they haven't had a match together yet. The Their league, Nisa, has been playing for a couple of weeks now and yet conspicuously left them off the schedule until this weekend. So... I, I'm not sure if maybe they thought it would work in their favor, not having to, to play and potentially um, get injured or or get tired, but that, that, or if maybe it hampered them because they didn't have that time together get to get match fit and get ready for the game. And um, the the Stars goalkeeper uh, Mc. Makruva, uh, he is like their remaining star player from from years past. So I think that uh, losing him definitely hurt because he showed his his abilities, you know, play wise by 
by taking care of those that first set of corners and making that big save off of Amu Mensa. But then um, maybe that lack of familiarity and probably lack of, you know, real speed, you know, corner kick training and stuff like that, where those set pieces eventually they, they got worn down. And from what I gather, I'm no um, master coach uh, or anything, but from what I've gathered from watching a million games is that uh, if you're an organized team and well-drilled, you shouldn't really be conceding goals from, from corners. For the most part, yes, and, but I will I will say a lot of that has to do with like training off of set pieces, right? That's that's something that coaches will focus on. Yeah, you need that in right. real speed, and if that's your first game, and that's your, it seems like that was definitely their weakness because they didn't concede from from open play. It was just that seemed like a, a very soft spot, and that that probably has to do with repetitions, I imagine. I imagine it has to do with repetitions, but also like having the knowledge of where the players are set up. And when you don't have that cohesion on defense, having lost their goalkeeper due to injury, having lost their star defender to Detroit City from the previous season, that they're just not as familiar with how to make sure you can get things organized and, and ended up coming back to hurt them. Have you been uh, at one of these DCFC Michigan Stars matchups before? I have, but unfortunately, it's been a few years. I, I was not able to make any of the matches last season for different reasons. Um, but but throughout the years, I've been to plenty, and it always seems to kind of develop the same way in terms of um, it almost seems like that the Stars, even though the talent might be a little bit less, play up to the game. But you also notice that the game gets very physical very quickly, and that and that definitely played out last night. Um, the one moment that I noticed was especially spicy was Batello Faz received, uh, you know, pretty pretty heavy tackle, and there was plenty of uh, afters between the two. Uh, they definitely did multiple minutes of jawing back and forth, and I think the ref got in between them at one point. And I thought it might escalate, but did you? Was there more beyond that? I didn't really see much beyond that. I did notice that there was a lot of discussion. I think it took a few minutes for, for the refs to get everything sorted out and and eventually um, serve the yellow card to Jonathan Firmino, which, which for the foul, deservedly so, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Batello Faz very well could have, uh, you know, gotten a, a, a leg injury from that. I mean, he, he got him pretty high and late. And so, yeah, he was definitely not happy. I thought for a second uh, they, the the – the stream cut back to um, Batelofaz as he was getting up, and he kind of pet petted uh, Firmino or is it Firmino on the shoulder? And uh, it looked, I was like, "Oh, they're being pretty friendly for how dirty that tackle was." But uh, I think that was one of those uh, sarcastic, you know, well played things because that's when they really started uh, jawing back and forth. Um, watching it on the stream, um, they cut away from the game pretty quick at the end, and. There was some crowd shots, but uh, was there anything uh, in the in the stadium or the atmosphere um, that that we might have missed on the stream? I don't believe so. Um, the crowd in the supporter section was loud and boisterous as always. It it honestly felt louder than usual, uh, despite the lessened crowd due to it being an open cup match. That's not part of your your season tickets, so to speak. Um, but other than that, I didn't really see anything go down after the match. I know um, owner George Yunshai did speak with the refs for a little bit. But other than that, nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing out of the ordinary. So Detroit City 
FC moves on in uh, the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, what would be the team that you'd love to see him see, see him play? I, I feel like any response is going to be a good choice, um, whether it be one of the nearby MLS teams in Chicago Fire, Columbus Crew, uh, FC Cincinnati, or potentially even Cleveland SC, who was an old rival of Detroit City in the MPSL days. They're playing against forward Madison tonight. So we shall see how, how the draw shapes up on Friday. Exciting times. Um, it was definitely really cool to see the open cup back or it is it is great to, to see it up and running and maybe I'm stuck in the soccer bowl, but it seems like there's a, some enthusiasm for it. There definitely is, and I feel like after not having it for two years, people may have realized that, oh, wait, this is something special and we don't want to lose it, and, and they're jumping back into the excitement of the tournament. And uh, speaking of something special, uh, I heard that uh, – uh, your, your piece was very well done. Uh, and, uh, I love the outlet too. Um, where can, uh, the listeners, uh, find your write-up on this piece? You can find my write-up at thecup.us. It is the unofficial website for full coverage of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, um, led by, uh, Josh Hackler, who's also part of the MSC crew. He, he has been running this this website and this crew for almost 20 years at this point. He does a fantastic job in, in getting people together to to, to um, show their, their praise and love for this tournament in every stage and 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 spread the gospel, if you will, of, of, of the U.S.'s Cup competition. Well, Tavio Palazzolo of thecup.us, thank you so much for uh, uh, talking about the, the big game last night. Thank you, Robert, and thanks for having me on. Excited to be joined by one of Detroit City FC's very exciting new players. He's appeared in all four of the games uh, in the league so far and appeared as a substitute in last night's Open Cup victory. Number two in the program this year, Mr. Reese Williams. Welcome to Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So uh, we're about 24, uh, recording about 24 hours after the uh, return of the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, how you feeling? Good, good. Uh, I mean, last night, last night was a lot of fun. Um, a big moment for the club, and I think there was a uh, more smoke last night than there had been in the last four games. So uh, it was fun. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was a little bit of a hubbub on Twitter about uh the smoke uh have you been in an environment that got that smoky uh honestly not that smoky i think uh, i played for lansing a couple years ago and um you know we had some really really good fans as well and uh, they brought smoke but nothing nothing like here in detroit city nothing like that so um you're a 26 year old uh from what i understand you grew up in the new york area 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was born in White Plains, New York, um, and then I moved down to South Florida when I was seven uh, to a city called Weston, which is in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so uh, so is that kind of where uh, you spend the rest of your youth was down in Florida? Yeah, yeah. I grew up playing for a team called Weston FC. Um, played growing up in their youth system, and and then they ultimately got an academy. Um, I played U sixteen, U eighteen there. Uh, and then I eventually uh, committed to Columbia, and that's where I went to the school. You've had a couple stops, like you said, also in uh, East Lansing. Uh, I was going to ask you about that in just a minute, but uh, uh, we're four league games and then uh, uh, the substitute appearance for you last night. How have you uh, felt joining this Detroit City FC team? How has it gone so far for you? Really good. Um, obviously, you know, it's we've gotten a warm welcome here, all the new guys. Um, and of course the returnees for this year as well. Um, I think the four, the four games leading up to last night, um, have gone, you know, pretty well. I think we probably could have got a couple more points out of the last two games, um, within the league, but, um, you know, this is a new team and, and I think the chemistry is building and, um, you know, there's got, there's definitely potential, um, especially, you know, leading up to this game as well this weekend. I know you've definitely uh, some of your appearances. You've been in uh, in uh, the running for uh, man of the match, and you've already accumulated an assist. Um, when I was kind of looking into your history, uh, you've spent some time in defense and uh, like kind of on the right side. What what would you say is your natural position, and what have you been playing in the team so far? I would say my natural position, the position I've grown up playing, would be uh, an attacking fullback. Um, so what, whichever system it is, you know, four, four, two, uh, with our system, we play three in the back with wing backs, um, bit comfortable in, in either position, but growing up, I played mostly fullback. Um, but definitely as a defender, I do get into the attack a lot and, you know, I love serving balls in or, or getting in on the end of one, um, you know, getting assists and getting goals, um, uh, just being part of that attacking force, you know? And four games in uh one win uh one loss and two ties and you felt that uh you could have got uh, a bit more out of the draws um do you think that uh, I, I think it's probably a very positive sign because it was a little bit of a mystery new team new league weren't quite sure we were going to hit the the ground running um kind of thrown into the fire lots of games early in the season um but the fact that like no one scored more than one goal i mean defense is kind of like the bedrock and then you, you you know grow the game from there into that so is there kind of a a mood in the camp that it's a it's a positive start and there's a lot of room to grow or is there frustration not scoring or, or kind of what's the the feeling in, in the camp right now uh I would, no frustration at the moment um because i think defensively we've been pretty solid um you know our center backs have been unbelievable up to this point um, I think we were disappointed with a couple of silly goals in, 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 the la- in the last couple of games. Um, and then so far, I mean, in the last game against Memphis, we got a lot more opportunities uh, to score. And, you know, I think that's, that's a good sign. Uh, we're di- we were disappointed not to put them away and win the game, you know, ultimately. But uh, it's a great sign moving forward. And you guys uh, got to, uh, to, to put a few in, maybe uh, net that uh, release some of that frustration and not hitting the net. As much as you wanted to at the weekend, you 
you had the opportunity or the team had the opportunity uh, right again, having a, a Tuesday game, uh, making it a, a busy week. But you uh, your side scored three against the Michigan Stars in the Open Cup, uh, giving you guys an opportunity to get into the third round. And uh, having the, the, the absence of the cup for two years, uh, it definitely seems to be. I mean, I'm definitely in the soccer bubble. Uh, so, you know, it might seem more important mm-hmm. than, or I might uh, feel the, the excitement more. Have you ever played in the Open Cup before? And who would be like your, uh, if you were dreaming of which team to play, who would it be? Yeah, it's funny. I was actually thinking about it last night. I, I, I'm pretty sure that was my debut. Um, you know, I've played for the last four years, but obviously the last couple, there weren't the, the U.S. Open Cup wasn't happening. And um I played MPSL with New York Red Bulls U23 and PDL. I wasn't able to play in that. And then I signed my first pro contract with Monarchs. Um, and we weren't we weren't allowed to play in the US Open Cup, I don't believe. We never did. Um, the first team did, which was Real Salt Lake. So, yeah, I think uh, I made my US Open Cup debut last night. Um, and then to go along with that, I mean, it's just as a club, it's big to have that back. This tournament means a lot for you know the country. Um, you know, and it's just a different type of energy. These games mean a lot. There's a lot of potential to move up um, and see how far you can go in the tournament, right? You're playing more experienced teams as you move move forward in the tournament. So we're definitely excited about that. Who would be the team that uh, would be the most exciting to welcome to uh, Keyworth Stadium, you think? Well, I mean, last night was, was obviously good for the fans, but I think, you know, we're looking forward to making it as far as we can. And, you know, if there's... If there's a, a top USL team or even maybe an MLS team that we can welcome, um, you know, we're trying to make it as far as we can. I mean, the, the, that's that, that's the dream. It's, a, it's almost like the uh, what would you do if you won a million bucks sort of a question. It's kind of fun <laughs> to uh, to daydream like, oh, wouldn't that be wild if like Carlos Vela and LAFC, you know, came here or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not think about, you know, them coming to Keyworth and, and trying to play, right? Yeah, that's that's I mean. I mean that's part of the whole thing. It's the 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 what ifs, and mm-hmm. um, that, that that's the the, the part of uh, you know in world soccer is like you know if you if you win enough what if what if we made it all the way to the top like the Leicester City story. I'm sure there was some some what ifs going on then, and they and you know they they completed that one in a bazillion, and you know there there is there's some history of some upset, upsets in the Open Cup. Um, uh, a non MLS team has won it since like uh, 1999 or something like that, but. Uh, even just a, a lower league team, just even getting a goal ahead goal uh, is is against a higher ranked team is is worth putting in the memory banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you might have to fact check me on this one, but I, I think I just overheard one of the commentators in one of the games I was watching today, and he said the last I think Charleston in two thousand nine made the final, and that was the furthest the non MLS team club has made it. Um, you know, the, obviously in the past decade, um, so something you know. I think we're going to be optimistic and to see how far we can go. And, you know, you know, we're committed to, to playing our game and seeing how long, see how far we can make it. Um, you know, we're excited. So I think the draw is coming Friday and you know, we'll see who we get. Um, you said you're watching uh, one of the other games earlier. Are, are you, are you a big viewer of, uh, of soccer? Cause some people just play and some people just consume it all. Uh, do you, do you sit and watch it? Like, do you, you spend your Saturday mornings watching Premier League and all that sort of thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was always Saturday mornings. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gunner. 
I support Arsenal, so um, <laughs> always got to watch them Saturday mornings. But uh, today I was watching Champions League, and then I was turning on uh, a couple of the U.S. Open Cup games. I got friends in the leagues and different leagues, so I like to keep up with them and, and see how they're doing. Um, and just you know, keep up with soccer in general, uh, no matter you know how low the league is. Um, speaking of other teams, you mentioned it earlier that uh, you had a stint. You played the uh, the one and only season for the Lansing Ignite. So this is your second uh, uh, club in Michigan. Um, that was kind of a like I said, a one and done. So they were almost done before. Uh, People got to know them, but uh, you were actually teammates with uh, uh, Patello Faz up there as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I've been teammates with with Pato for three seasons now with three different teams. <laughs> um, is that all coincidental, or are you guys like in contact, or or share agents, or is there any other thing beyond just coincidence for that? Um, I, th- I mean, Pato and I had a good connection in Lansing, and you know, we remained friends even though. Um, going into the off season, not knowing where we were going to go, and I heard that he was um, signing with Tormenta the year, the following year. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, that kind of did influence my decision because Pato's a great player, he's a great striker, he knows how to score goals, um, and who you know who wouldn't want to play on his team. So uh, that definitely helped in making my decision to go to Tormenta, and then ultimately coming here as well after playing last year with Stumptown in Nisa. So how how would you describe your time in Lansing when you were in the in the middle of it? Did you have any inclination that was going to be your only summer there? No, no. Um, you know, I had no idea that they were going to fold. None of the players knew. We after the last game, we were just waiting for our end of the season meetings and and getting our, the feedback from the coaches and you know seeing if they wanted to keep us or or we were we were let go. So uh, I think there was like a two week time um where we just were waiting around um and they ultimately brought us all in and broke us the news that the team was folding so it was, it was a bit of a shock um you know i would have loved to to maybe play there another year because i had a great time in lansing and you know the fans were unbelievable and um it was a well-organized club uh, especially for their first year and we did have success we, we made it to the semifinal of league one um and that was disappointing, honestly. We, you know, we thought we were going to make the final. So, yeah, it seems like almost like a an unfinished story in a way, huh? Mm-hmm, exactly. It was like, oh, we're off to a, a tremendous start. I can't, I can't imagine where this is going to go, and you don't get to do that, unfortunately. And then uh, um, everything that happened since, but the the the, the path got right because uh, you had a, a a from what I gather a, a really good year. At uh, Stumptown last year, Nisa, another team, unfortunately, that went under. But uh, um, you made it here to Detroit City FC, and uh, the fans seem to have really taken to you. And I'm very excited uh, to have you in the lineup. Um, one of my friends, who's a, a, a big fan, wanted to ask uh, with with uh, the spelling of your name. He wanted to know if you do have a, a, a Welsh heritage or some sort of Welsh connection. I do, I do. My dad was born in Cardiff, actually. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I figured as much as that, because there's not too many... Uh, it, it, it would be uh, interesting if you had that spelling and name um, without the Welsh connection. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a dual citizen. I'm also a citizen of, of Wales, and I have my European passport. 
as well. So that would be pretty wild if uh, the USA ends up uh, uh, playing Wales in the World Cup because that's one of the the options for their group. And the, the World Cup draw was uh, last week, and uh, the USA uh, one of the options is either Scotland, Ukraine, or Wales, and uh, that'd be uh, quite a matchup there. Would you feel conflicted? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um... Uh, if if they were to play each other, I don't know who I'd go for. Honestly, I'd probably wear a jersey half and half. Um, maybe hope for a tie, <laughs> and then hopefully they both go through the to the to the uh, next round. This is a rehashing for me because I'm a an English and American dual citizen, and this is the second time I have to deal with it. Because of course USA uh -huh. drew drew England, and I, I did this 12 years ago, and I I literally root for for both. For both, mm -hmm. I'd say I've spent more of my adult life in the USA, and uh, you know, um, there's you know, you know, there's bones to pick with both FAs. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, uh, I went through this in 2010 when England and USA played in South Africa, and mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I really was you know stuck on the fence. I like both teams. But uh, I was with a group of all Americans that were pretty much decided for me that I was the English guy, and uh, <laughs> while while uh, it, it it was a bit intense, it, it was it was a great memory to uh, to, to to have such a to the the England USA thing. Once once that uh, that that that's rolling around, that week of that game is going to be pretty wild, and I imagine that'll be a similar feeling if a USA ends up playing Wales. Yeah, yeah. If we, uh, if it seems to be, if there seems to be a, uh, an imbalance of American and Wales Welsh fans, then I might have to root for Wales on that one, and then uh, let everyone else root for USA. Yeah, I was getting screamed. I was like, literally, we we were in a big group. We it was kind of a actual kind of impromptu march to the match. We were a big group of guys who went there, and yeah, I was the uh, I was the English uh, scapegoat on that day. Um, it was fun at the beginning, but then after the Robert Green uh, fumble, it wasn't it wasn't so fun for me. But like I said, <laughs> I, I'm both. I'm both. I'm both. But getting up <laughs> back on topic, um, Detroit City FC four games into the league season, uh, and this weekend you go on your uh, second road trip of this n new season. What what does uh, this week look like? It's a a busy week with the the the, the cup game midweek what does the lead into uh atlanta look like yeah yeah so today we had a day off um guys are resting after putting in a good shift last night um tomorrow you know we'll be back at it um uh, probably a lighter session than normal um just because of the midweek game um and then you know getting ready for atlanta watch some video um you know talk tactics um and then we're off to Atlanta uh, on Friday. You're off to Atlanta on Friday for, uh, I believe, a Saturday game? Yeah, yeah. Saturday, uh, I believe it's, I want to say 7 o'clock, not 4, so 7 o'clock this week. And basically, uh, this this level play USL championship a lot of this is, is very new. I don't know a lot of the opponents because uh, without uh, the, the the championship in our uh, region until you know uh, this year, I'm not too too familiar with too many of the opponents. Is Atlanta uh, a, a team that's on the the the, the, 
the higher end of the table or usually lower? Um, I would say I would say mid table there. So it's a it's a unique team because it's a the second team of uh, Atlanta United of the MLS. So um, they're gonna have some younger guys, um, some older guys probably drop down, um, you know, and some some middle aged um, players that that are trying to get minutes with the first team, um, you know, and, and just and get more experience. Um, so it'll be a good combination of players. I know, I believe they won uh, the last couple games, so um, they're on a roll right now. Um, it'll be it'll be a tough game, but I think you know if we play our game um, and you know we continue to, to create opportunities, um, you know we'll we'll be able to take care of business in Atlanta. How has um, joining uh, Coach uh, Trevor's squad been? Uh, you hear nothing, or at least in my position, I hear nothing but glowing things. Uh, how, how has his style of coaching been compared to other coaches you've had in the past? Yeah, I got nothing but good things to, to say about Trevor. Um, you know, I, we're, we play a different formation than um, what I played in the past, um, but, but so far so good. Um, I think guys are are blending in well, and you know the chemistry is growing. Um, and you know he's a, he's a great leader on and off the pitch. Um, you know, a great player manager, um, and you know so far so good. Kind of going back to more of a a personal question: uh, What was the moment uh, that kind of made you go down the path of becoming a professional soccer player? Like, what was your you know aha moment? Like, I think I can do this uh, as a career. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing since I was four years old. Um, so, you know, I've been playing for a long time now. And um, I was in school. Uh, I was playing in school. And, you know, I just wasn't ready to, to stop. Um, I didn't want to give it up. And, um, you know, I had opportunities to maybe go work in New York City. Um, but, you know, I kind of... Um, ultimately chose to, to keep playing and, and prove myself that I can play at the professional level. Um, you know, and so four years later, uh, after making my debut, here I am, um, you know, and um, I'm pretty happy with it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time. Number two on Detroit City FC, Mr. Reese Williams. Thank you so much for joining me on uh, Michigan Soccer Central podcast and rest up. It's been a busy week, and uh, best of luck on the road in Atlanta. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, that about does it for this episode of the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. I'm very glad and very thankful that you listened to it and you've listened to it all the way through. Thank you to my guest this week, Tavio Palazzolo. Check out his writing at thecup.us. And if you have any uh, interest in learning more or reading up about all the other games going on, uh, definitely check out that website and then keep your eyes peeled for the cup, uh, the open cup draw for the third round on Friday afternoon. And uh, thank you to uh, Reese Williams. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you for joining me. And thank you to all the guests that have come on the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. Be sure to check out uh, Michigan Soccer Central across all of the platforms. And to those who entered the contest on Instagram, 
We gave away a $100 gift card to Soccer.com, courtesy of Oakland County FC. So definitely check out your Instagram. We picked the winner earlier this week. That should be posted on the Instagram. So if you entered the contest to get the $100 gift card from Soccer.com, presented by Oakland County FC, definitely check your Instagram DMs. All right. Got to say thank you to Jenny Hajnaki for appearing on the episode earlier this week and for editing all of these shows that we do. And then thank you to the Michigan Soccer Central core team, Dan, Brooks, and Josh, for helping me put all these shows together. So, lots of soccer to enjoy. Uh, spring season is definitely here, so I mean it more and more each time I say it. Until next time, enjoy your soccer. Hey, 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 hey.